Hi, this is James Chow, and I'm here with my co-host, Hannah Gatahoon. Hi, this is Hannah Gatahoon. And you're listening to Beach Weekly, a news podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly! We have a lot of news on today's podcast. Our first story will cover the cancellation of the second day of Week of Welcome. Our second story is the news Golden Girls class offered on campus. Our third story is a chemistry professor who was recognized as an outstanding faculty innovator and won a $20,000 award as a result. And our last story will feature new developments involving the mascot on campus. Let's dive right into our first story. We're here with Rachel Barnes, our new opinions editor. And she reported the story, and she's also a first time around the podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so, how's your time been here on the 49ers so far? It's been pretty good. It feels really intimate and close here, and I'm excited to be part of that. Awesome. And that I'm... is a facade. We all <laughs> hate each other. Oh, uh, yeah. We're not friends. Yeah. Okay, now I'm, I'm scared. We claim diversity, but you know. I just invited you guys all to my 21st birthday party. Oh my god, what? When? Yeah, when is this? Not what? this Saturday, next Saturday. So if you guys want to get turned, let's get turned. Oh, I'm down. Oh, wow. <laughs> you heard that, viewers? Everyone is invited to Rachel Barnes' 21st birthday party. Just show up! <laughs> All right, awesome. So um, so can you tell me a little bit about the cancellation of this second day of Week of Welcome? So I first heard about it from ASI, from Jonathan Ibarra, who is the lead program assistant at Beach Pride. And he at first said that they might cancel it, but then they heard that it was a 100% chance of showers tomorrow. And so they were like, yeah, we're for sure canceling it. It was pretty shocking because he said it's the first time in six years that they've ever had to cancel any part of Week of Welcome. And he's been part of 12 Week of Welcomes. And he says it's pretty unprecedented. It's never happened before. So what's going to happen with the money that people paid to register for Week of Welcome? Well, they only paid $10, and when they signed up to register and paid it, they knew that they wouldn't get a refund if something happened. It's part of what was already said when they registered. Okay. Okay, and then, so what was kind of like the reaction of student groups when they figured out this information that Week of Welcome was canceled for its second day? Some of them were a little blindsided. They said that they knew it was going to rain tomorrow, but they assumed that they were going to continue for the second day and just be out there rain or shine. I talked to a couple student groups and they just, they were pretty much banking on the second day. There was the Long Beach Maker Society who said that they get just as much or more signups on the second day than they do as the first day. And so they were really excited for the second day and they said that ASI didn't tell them in advance that they were going to cancel the second day. Has there been any talks about making up this day so clubs can go back out? No. Jonathan Ibarra said they weren't going to reschedule or move it. It's always been on the second week of the semester, so they didn't want to reschedule. Okay. Did you ever go to this week of welcome, and how was the kind of the vibe? It was so busy. Booming. Everybody looked so happy. There was colors everywhere. People were hugging, talking really animatedly. Everybody looked really excited to be there, to be a part of something that's been a part of Long Beach campus for a while. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. 
Tori will be talking about the Golden Girls. Why, you ask? Because Cal State Long Beach just opened a new class that's based around the Golden Girls. Our news editor, Austin Brumbley, who wrote the story. Yeah, so I talked to one of the professors, Maria Claver, who uh, described herself as like a Golden Girls fanatic. Yeah, so she, she's going to be using like the class to, or using the show to apply like the topics and themes that arose in the show and apply them to family studies in the department and like the effects like of aging. Why is Golden Girls the show, in their opinion, that will help teach these topics? So or Professor Claver said that, like, I guess the show was like really ahead of its time. Like, I've never honestly watched the show, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just repeating what she said. But they addressed like sensitive topics like sex and addiction, then also like talked about like more like traditional things like like the effects of aging and just like how to take care of yourself and your family as uh, like as as one ages. Okay, and then how did this concept become a reality for these you know, professors? So they tried for years, I guess, to get a, a class like this passed, and it was with the help, according to, to Maria Claver, she called a partner in crime in uh, Professor Longway. So how long did the process take? So according to uh, Professor Claver, she said it took him over seven years to get the a, a class like this approved in the department, which is pretty crazy. That is a long time. Yeah. And media classes like this that focus on certain kind of like TV shows and movies aren't uncommon on campus, right? Because we also have like a Harry Potter class. Yeah. So yeah, we had a we had a Harry Potter class that was offered for a couple of years, and then it was actually eventually canceled just from lack of enrollment. I guess that that class didn't work out. What department is this under? This this is in the uh, FCS family something. Family and consumer sciences. Yeah, consumer science. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So the Harry Potter class as well? No, it was in the uh, university honors program. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting that like it was like lack of enrollment that yeah. stopped it because I know everyone talks about their Harry Potter school as if they were like their astrology sign. Literally, no. Everyone like, is obsessed like, with Harry Potter. Did you did you take the, the I haven't Pottermore? taken I haven't taken the test. I feel like I might be what is it, a Hufflepuff? But I, I I probably should. It's embarrassing. I don't have an identity. I know. You're just assistant news editor Hannah Gatahun. What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> nothing. Means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for being here, Austin. Well, Thanks thank for you guys. wasting my time. Yeah, you're <laughs> <welcome>. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> thank you for being a friend, Austin. Is that from Golden Girls? That's the theme song. Oh, see, I haven't like watched you... Golden Girls oh either. God. So I. I mean, it, it, it sounds interesting. I might check out an episode, maybe even take the class. Yeah. The class does sound like actually a lot of fun. So, because none of us know about Golden Girls, we're going to call in our resident Golden Girls enthusiast. An expert. An expert. It is not a Professor Claver or Professor Wang, but it is our very own Paula Calais, our um, multimedia managing editor. And let's see her what her thoughts are on this issue. Hello. Oh is this, my god, is this how Paula? embarrassing. Is this on the podcast? This is on the podcast. We are calling our resident gossip girl and I mean gossip girl. We are calling oh our resident god. golden girl. girl enthusiast. And we just wanted to ask your opinion on um, the new uh, Golden Girls class. Oh my god. Oh how embarrassing. <laughs> um well I'm really gonna out myself as a Golden Girls fan. Well what's your opinion on Golden Girls? Yeah. I think for me personally it's just like more of like a nostalgic factor 
it's something that I just used to watch with my mom. It's not necessarily like related. Like honestly, Golden Girls is kind of like a little mediocre to be quite honest. <laughs> but oh, just the fact that like I watched it with my mom, and it just has that like special place in my heart. And this is probably not the answer you wanted, so you can totally cut this out. But <laughs> we'll totally leave this in. Yeah, I'm just I love Betty White. You know, it's just a feel good show. I lo- oh, sorry, I'm cooking. And so, you know, like, sis, sis is still kicking, right? Betty White, ninety seven. Oh, yeah, she's still kicking. Honestly, I yeah, I'm a fan. I think the day- no, I don't want to say it, but I love Betty White. <laughs> All right, you guys, you heard it here first. Paula does not like Golden Girls, but she loves Betty White. <laughs> yeah, what we thought was our Golden Girls enthusiast. Was actually a Betty White enthusiast, which is also fine. This feels like real investigative journalism. I know this is what BTK is all about. <laughs> it's like there those serial podcasts that like hard yeah, hitting like, solve murders. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Did you burn your? Okay. Um. Well, it's just like sizzling and the oil is like ah. Okay, we'll let okay. you get back to your cooking. Sorry. Okay. So for our next story, uh, Hannah Kotaku, she actually covered this profile on a chemistry professor who won this outstanding faculty innovator award that is only given to a select few in the CSU, is that right? Yeah, it's the entire CSU. Oh, so wow. they pick four faculty and one staff member. They're different awards, but it's only five. Steven Meziuk received the Wang Family Excellence Award for Outstanding Faculty Innovator in Student Success. So he was one guy out of every faculty member in the CSU to receive this award. So Meziuk, he teaches general chemistry and he had gotten the award because he was being recognized for the amazing work that he does to help students succeed in a subject that many students find difficult. A stat that was given in a university press release said that the withdrawal rate in chemistry at Long Beach State used to be 50%, but because of the way that Meziak taught the courses, the rate dropped down to 30%. He's also involved in a lot of research, and he does undergraduate as well as graduate research. He is part of a research team that consists of minority students and they study things like cancer-causing chemicals. His entire career has been dedicated to helping students find their way into STEM fields. And so the award was pretty fitting because it is for faculty innovator in student success. And that's essentially the focus of his career. Okay, and then how does like his teaching style differentiate from other teachers and what made him stand out? What he said and what people, what I had been reading was that it's a lot more personalized. He walks his students through problems in class. He also tries to personalize teaching styles to different students in order to help them learn complex topics. You know, it's chemistry. It's not simple because it's general chemistry so some kids take it as a GE right 
And so if you're not good at science, if you're a, a journalism major, you know, <laughs> you're probably not going to be good at chemistry. And so he has been helping students get more comfortable with the complex topic of chemistry. And uh, what was kind of like his reaction when he found out that he won this award? So he was proud of his impact on students and the success that he has had in teaching students chemistry. He acknowledged that, you know, he has been inspired by his students and he has inspired students as well. He wants to drive students to go towards STEM fields. From what he was saying in his answers, it seems like he thinks STEM is really important and something that he wants students to get into. And he's dedicated, you know, his life to STEM chemistry research. And so, yeah, he, he was proud of his award and proud of the things that he had done. So our next story is about the school trying to decide on a new mascot and they were floating around an idea where we would have a school-wide vote on who would be our next mascot. So reporter Perry Continente, he wrote the article about this and James is here. He is here to talk about it because he does have some experience writing about Prospector Pete. Last semester, he wrote about when the statue was being taken down and the removal of him as a, the mascot of our school. So now we're trying to find a new mascot. Yes, we are. Perry did a wonderful job at covering this ASI meeting and Yay. the Senate discussed that, yes, they are looking to including a school-wide vote to replace Prospector Pete. So Prospector Pete is the school's longtime mascot. It's been here for over 50 years. And just last September, the university decided to disassociate from the 49er mascot because of a kind of association with prospectors with the California Indian genocide. Uh, when they were talking about bringing this idea of a new mascot to a school-wide vote, school referendum, there's a few senators who were not reluctant, but they were expressed some concerns about student voting. One of them was Senator Matthew Major, and he mentioned how the escalators is being thrown around as <laughs> a joke mascot, and it's been a popular kind of thing online. Um, for those who don't know, the escalators on campus has always been broken. Um, they always kinda, have issues. They always have issues, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just kind of like a, one of the, the jokesters' mascots. And there's also the ideas of floating around of uh, having squirrels or the sharks, but at Week of Welcome, there's a guy dressed in a, a giraffe costume, giraffe costume advocating man. for the Long Beach Long Necks. So that's been in. It's been interesting. Been interesting, yeah. So there are a pool of potential mascots. For those that don't know, Prospector Pete is not being just thrown away. The statue, at least, uh, they're planning to put it in the alumni center, which is still being developed, still in its kind of conceptual stages. But that's planned as of right now to be built by the pyramid. So James. Yes. Who do you want to be our new mascot? You know what? I did take a picture with. The Long Beach Long Neck. I was earlier. there for that. <laughs> yeah, she was there for that. Uh, I do have a squirrel hat. So Ooh. I'm kind of torn between the two. I love the squirrels on campus. They're cute and chubby. And I always see them digging through trash cans. And I'm like, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I yeah. love digging through trash cans. I know. I mean, there's just so many gems that you find on campus in the, the campus trash cans. 
but um, I'm kind of torn between the two. Luckily, uh, I probably won't be here by the time they decide on a new mascot. Actually, that's kind of unlucky because I kind of want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, you know, it wouldn't be up to my decision. It's going to be up to the school, or that's what ASI is deciding, whether to put it up for a school-wide vote. I guess right now, I'm, I'm just kind of, to answer your question, I'm just kind of torn between giraffes and, and squirrels. No, I feel that too. I was a big squirrel advocate for the longest time because I thought our school squirrels were unique. And then I saw this thing on Twitter and it was like, your school squirrels ain't special. Apparently, you know, <laughs> everyone thinks their campus squirrels are original or different. Mm-hmm. And they're not. So I was like, oh, maybe the giraffes would be a little more original. I looked into it. It doesn't look like there's another school with a giraffe mascot. Right. In terms of college campuses, anyways, I might have to double check that. But if we were the Long Beach Longnecks, we would be the only Long Beach Longnecks. And I, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. In my opinion. That alliteration in Long Beach Longnecks, too. It's clever. Mm-hmm. It's clever. I just, I just came to my mind right now. I think there's popular viral videos of squirrels stealing from the convenience stores on campus. That's on Twitter, too. <laughs> yes, on Twitter, yep. So, <laughs> I mean, do we choose the thieves? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't like, know either. But you know what? No, I'm still torn between two. Squirrels, I'm still torn. Squirrels are, are too cute. It's um, okay. The students will decide for us. Yes, the students will decide. It'll be good because it's it's a way to bring community to this campus. Only time will tell what the new mascot will be. So that's a podcast. Yay. Yay. Does no one sing the end of Beach Weekly with me? I'm sorry. I don't have an excuse, but I just... It just sounds so much better when you sing it. I could never do justice to the ending of Beach Weekly like you, know you do. I have to agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>